Good morning, good afternoon, wherever you are. We're down on the beach. It's raining. There's a beautiful white feather on the sand. Uh, the sand is full of little baby, tiny, weeny, itsy-bitsy footprints from the seagulls. And obviously a dog has got to a seagull. Now I see it. Uh, there are a lot of feathers. <laughs> They're very pretty, by the way. Uh, thank you, dog, but sad story. So, today I wanted to talk to you about action versus reaction. I think it's a great way to live, uh, to simplify, distill, compress most of the personal development that will cause you annoyance or antagonism in your life is working out where you're in action and where you're in reaction. Now, every reaction has its equal and opposite pole. So what we react to and the, the, the behavior that comes from reaction always has its opposite effect. And so the net result is zero. It's a zero sum game. So when you build a business around a person, when you react to someone, when you react to your kids, you cause the equal and opposite reaction. So if someone's being annoying and you try to get away from them, you actually get closer to another annoying person. If you're telling a kid, don't do this, there's going to be, a that's a reaction. And you're going to be, cause both a, a, a shift in their behavior towards what you want and also quite a, a, a strong determination in them to defy you. So there's going to be a break of uh, honesty or something. So reacting to anything in the world, whether it's air pollution or a person, and to that degree to yourself, when you react to yourself. Now, what is a reaction? Well, it's, in a way, it's a judgment. And I guess at the lower levels of human consciousness. Reaction is the only way, isn't it? Fight, flight. Fight means you've reacted to something and you want to kick butt, give it a bit of a nudge. And flight, you're reacting to something, you want to get as far away from it as you can. And all the lower levels, the four lower levels of human consciousness are built on reaction. Uh, Another good example might be should and shouldn't. Should is, shoulds are reactive. They are prescriptive formula for behavior based on a reaction to something that we might fear or believe is bad. So there's always a consequence implied in a should or a shouldn't. When we say you should do this, there's a positive consequence and uh, need to and want to. Now these are called motivational techniques and they're used in human psychology quite uh, uh, extensively because most human psychology is built for a person in a got-to state. That's where mental health is a problem. Uh, but it's not mental health in the diagnostic sense, in the linguistic sense of uh, the person's sick. What it is, is a state, of, a state of thought, a process of thought. 
the more good it is, the more I go towards it, the more bad it is, the more I'll go away from it. The more I'm frightened of it, the more I'll either attack it or retreat from it. The more attractive it is, the more I want it, and the more unattractive it is, the more I don't want it. And this is called reaction. And I think it's not hard to take your day as a, an exercise in homework and say which things did I react to today and what was the judgment, what was the fear, what was the fight-flight response, what was the should or shouldn't that underpinned that. Now, please be aware, I'm just sharing with you what really happens, not what should or shouldn't happen. This is what happens. We are in, when we're in our lower consciousness, we're in reaction. So sadness, happiness, uh, attraction, repulsion, elation, depression, uh, positive ne thinking, negative thinking, it's all reactive. <clears throat> and this is the foundation of motivation. The consequence of all motivation is the equal and opposite consequence of it. So we say, oh, I want a new car. And then two years later, we're still paying it off, thinking to ourselves, man, I spent a lot of money and a lot of negative tax, a lot of negative disadvantage on that purchase. And so, which we may not have seen at the time. So motivation is built on ignorance, ignorance of the negative. So we say, if you work really hard this year, we will pay you a bonus. Ha, huh. you react, you go, Based on your offer of paying me more, I will do more and get paid more. Reaction. The negative consequence of it might be your health or somebody else's health. Your intimacy might be something. And in the process of motivating you to work harder, do more, to get more, the offer of the negative side of it is never, uh, is never made public. So a great example is advertising. Advertising is built on motivation. It's targeted to one of the seven levels of human consciousness. And when we advertise to got to people, the purpose of it is to represent seven positive steps to move you forward into the purchase to every one negative. In other words, elate you, elation, elate. Elate is the word defines the state of mind when you're in complete reaction, complete. And there's not even a second thought. You're, you would equate it to going through the desert, starving, dying of thirst, and someone offers you a bowl of piss to drink. And you've been out there for 10 days, your mouth is blistered, your head's delusional, and there's a bowl of piss and you go, oh, thank you, thank you, and you gulp it down. That's elation. But it happens with cars and ice creams, Coca-Cola, it happens with McDonald's burgers, it happens when the senses five senses, any one of them, 
picks up a one-sided equation of more positives than negatives to the degree of 7 to 1, it will spontaneously react, same as a fight, 7 negatives to 1 positive, and that's a way of thinking. It's not just dropping into a state. People are addicted not to things or substances, they're addicted to a thought process, which is elation. Elation causes depression, which is the reaction to elation. Uh, infatuation, pretty much the same level of consciousness as elation. Infatuation searches for someone or something that sweeps you off your feet. And of course, those marriages eventually learn, uh, uh, evolve into a state of awareness where the person isn't quite what you thought they'd be. And you suddenly go, what the hell am I doing here? I have to go and elate myself or infatuate myself with somebody else. And it's a, it's a, it's a choice. It's a state of mind. It's a mindset. So when we're doing the 30-day challenge or anything to do with inner wealth, what we're trying to do is realize that, recognize where we are addicted to a thought process of elation. Now, this is not easy because think about this. 99.9% .9 of the world's population are in that mindset. So the books you read, self-help books you read, the yoga class you go to, the Pilates you do, the sport you do, the podcast, Rogan, uh, Tim Ferriss, uh, all use elation and infatuation to cause you to react and buy a product. They're laced with advertisements. I use Peter Thompson's health food products because they give me energy at a very cheap price and, they, and they'll give you four or five benefits of that product in order to get you to a buying point. Now you're already infatuated with Tim Ferriss, you're already infatuated with Rogan, you're infatuated with whatever, whoever it is you're listening to, otherwise you wouldn't really be entertained by them <coughs> or believe them in a way. If your mindset is in the lower levels of human consciousness, if you're addicted to reaction, if you want that level of thought, so when we say <coughs> inner wealth, it's a, it's a big, <coughs> much bigger decision than uh, people first think because they go, oh, that's easy. I just have to balance everything. No, you have to be different to 99.9% .9 of all people you know because they are in a mindset of reactive. Got to, should, need to, want to. They love elation. They love infatuation. But infatuation has its equal and opposite called resentment. And exactly the same people who are, tell you how much they love infatuation, to be infatuated, are the exact same people who come and talk to you in their deepest sadness and tell you how resentful they are that COVID's here or the government didn't do this or this person didn't do something they wanted. And so, 
we don't recognize at first glance these mindsets because when an individual is in the high state of that mindset they're as happy as a pig in shit they are just over the moon oh we, the business got more sales ah uh, we went on a great holiday oh the kids passed their exam oh covid's over they're the same person that will come to you and go oh we're in lockdown and the government's a pack of assholes Oh, work so hard, I don't really know. Oh, and they'll make jokes about uh, family matters being not as good as they should be. That person is not uh, acting out of abnormally. That's the norm. That's mass consciousness. That's almost the inverse of inner wealth. Inner wealth is when the inner voice speaks louder than the outer voices. The outer voices are elation and its partner depression and infatuation and its partner resentment. Attraction and a repulsion. It's a fight against them. Now, action doesn't lead to a, a, the production of the chemicals Action doesn't lead to the instantaneous production of the chemicals that counteract the negative. So in other words, we want dopamine, we want uh, adrenaline, we want all the hormones, right? Tracing through our body on a daily basis that give us a sense of high. But most people want them because they feel low. They're reacting to the chemistry of their own body low, high, low, high, high, low, high, low. That's why sugars and, and uh, diets with high octane fuel in them, alcohol, uh, 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 packaged foods, cornflakes, bread. That's why people love it because it gives them that sense of, a, of, a, of an elation or an infatuation or a, a, an attraction. It gives them that dopamine hit. The trouble with this level of lower consciousness is not that it doesn't work, because look, 99% of the world goes round. All marketing's based on it, all sales is based on it. The trouble with it is the lows that associate with it. Just got to move my microphone so it doesn't get wet in the rain here. Um, the reason a person would go to inner wealth go to the high levels of consciousness is constancy. So if you were to imagine an ice skater skating around in one of those solo, if you watch it on the internet on the Winter Olympics, when they skate around, you'll see one skate goes off at, geez, looks like 40 degrees angle on the one side. And before they hit the edge of their lane, this, the other skate takes off in the other direction. So they sort of, like cross-country skiing almost, you ski one way, and then you ski the other way. And if you add up the number of steps they take, it's probably three times more than they really need to if they, if they could, which they can't, skate one foot in front of the other. So if you're going from point A to point B, you would not walk three metres 
to the left at 45 degrees and then three meters to the right at 45 degrees. What you try to do is skate directly. You try to walk one foot after the other. It's the shortest way. It's the most direct path. That means you would sacrifice some level of excitement of, whoa, look at my foot going here. Whoa, look at my foot going there. Whoa, look at my foot going there. Oh shit, cor correction, left foot. Oh, right foot, oh, correction, left foot. You'd be sort of always correcting. And it would be exciting on one side and counter, counter, counter on the other. Ideally, you'd go on a straight line. Same with paddling when I raced ocean skis. You have a rudder, rudder pedals under your feet. You don't want to be going 20 meters out in one direction and then pushing the foot on the other pedal to go 20 meters in the opposite direction and zigzag your way to the finish. What you're trying to do is you aim for something on the beach or on the shoreline, even on the horizon, and you just make sure you stay dead in line because it's the shortest path, the most efficient way. And you don't go high and low, you don't get distracted, you're in action. I'm walking along the beach right now. It's raining and I'm walking, would you believe it, <laughs> on this beautiful wide open beach along the track made by the uh, Bondi Rescue uh, car. So even as I walk along, I'm looking for a path and the path isn't necessarily the smartest one. If I really wanted to walk the shortest distance along the beach, I'd look at the end of the beach, look at the steps where I'm going, and not go around the contour of the beach so much as to go take a direct line. And that's action. To, do, to live in action, you've got to know the end result. You've got to know your lighthouse on the horizon. You've got to know what your destiny, I suppose, what, what in a way, what immortal impact you want to leave behind, how many million people you'd love to influence with your gift. And that is on the horizon. And then instead of pursuing pleasure and pain, or pleasure without pain, as the model would look, or elation without depression, or infatuation without resentment, instead of being locked into that mindset, which 99% of the world's population is in, you would have a, a purpose, a mission, a vision which is a little bit closer on the horizon. You would have goals, a little bit like stepping stones along the path which keep you on the straight and help you manage the tendency or the propensity to be sucked down into thinking in the mindset of the lower consciousness. Now we do this because the straight line, the straight line is love. I know you're a business person, you're going, well, what's that got to do with making a buck? Well, I sort of think it's everything at the end of the day because it's the shortest path. So it's actually the most productive. But we don't call it love, we call it the shortest path. We call it steadiness. And then we're not addicted to short 
long-term fixes of adrenaline and dopamine and all the good chemicals, what we're doing is providing a constant, stable supply of it. And so we're never out of it. We're always in dopamine. Happiness. Joy. No matter how bad things are, dopamine is there. You all know, I've just been through a breakup in my life, but there was one, one day of unhappiness. Dopamine was constant. And I knew I had to deal with some structural stuff, and I knew there was sadness there, but I, but, and I knew it came up like farts in a bath, but it never made me feel unhappy, never took me, took me with the current. I never got caught in the rip. It's in a way how to own and respect emotion without it owning and respecting you. So higher consciousness is the shortest path to profitability, shortest path to wealth creation. It's the path of love, it's path of consciousness. And yes, it is a fight against the mindset of the lower consciousness, which is mass consciousness. It is a fight, probably a defiance of the mindset that runs the thoughts of your partner or your friend or the school teachers without actually going in and telling them they're all wrong because they're not. They're living simply in the mindset that they can't question. They're living in mass consciousness. When you're in it, anybody who tells you you're wrong is the reason you're in it. So if someone comes up to us and says, you're in a lower consciousness, you're in mass consciousness, you're in a, a bad mindset, it reinforces why we're in that mass consciousness, that lower mindset. Because we do it for safety. Have a beautiful day. Bye for now.